Hello and welcome to another episode of Cranky Talk, a show for avgeeks and non-avgeeks alike. We tackle anything related to airlines and sometimes beyond. This week, it's like going back to an old friend, Dave. <laughs> Let's talk about spirit. Uh, you know uh, how I love me some spirit. Yes, uh, <laughs> yes I do. <laughs> Did I tell you that they reached out about trying to set up an interview? Yeah, you mentioned that. Whatever happened with that? Uh, I think it was uh, some PR firm uh, just randomly fishing for requests. I never heard back. <sighs> Sounds like a great hire, Spirit. Nice work. But anyway, we're, we don't need them. We don't need them. Today, we're going to just do all kinds of wild speculation about what the JetBlue merger will mean. So we don't need guests. We can come up with crazy theories on our own. But first... Let's thank our sponsor. Let's thank this week's sponsor, Idemia. You may not know Idemia, but they are an authorized enrollment provider for TSA PreCheck, and we will once again talk about them more later. So, before we get into our speculation, why don't you update everyone on where this merger stands? Yeah, that's a good point, because the last time we talked about this, JetBlue was just getting hostile. Uh, trying to edge out Frontier, take over the airline, uh, you know, take over Spirit from Frontier. It was it was a whole exciting excitement thing. Eh. And what happened with that? Yeah, well, uh, JetBlue succeeded. <laughs> Frontier <laughs> bumped it up a little. It went back and forth. But Spirit just couldn't get enough shareholder support because JetBlue's offer was so rich. So Frontier walked away. And like a day later, there was the merger agreement with JetBlue. So it's a done deal. Uh, nothing is ever a done deal until it's actually a done deal. Uh, are you a Yogi Bear now? Yeah, okay, all right. I guess that didn't make much sense. But um, <laughs> the point is shareholders haven't had their vote on the deal yet, so that hurdle needs to be passed. Uh, but it seems unlikely that there will be an issue unless someone else steps in with like a crazier offer. So I, I'm thinking this is probably going to be happening. We just don't know for sure yet. All right, so once it's approved, then it's time for the feds. Yes, and that's the most uncertain <laughs> part. Uh, it, it'll take a long time for the feds to review this merger. Because first, they want to get past the September trial date where uh, DOJ is suing American and JetBlue to block their Northeast alliance. And then it'll get to the review portion uh, for the merger. And then I'm sure there'll be at least some kind of carve-outs or divestitures required to gain approval, because there always is. Um, and then, you know, maybe if they're feeling frisky in the government, they could try to oppose it entirely. Uh, but, you know, at the very least, they'll be interested in trying to get their pound of flesh first. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. So what do you think they'll have to divest? Well, one thing we know for sure is that the spirit assets in New York and I think Boston are gone. Uh, JetBlue made that promise during the merger proposal as a peace offering to DOJ there. Uh, so, you know, get ready for some of those slots to be made available to new entrants <laughs> or smaller airlines that have limited access or whatever. So that that we know. Okay, so Spirit isn't all that big in those places, though. No, no, not compared to JetBlue. Uh, but it, it was sort of like icing on top of the cake. Uh, but, like, Sp Spirit doesn't even fly to JFK, so, you know, forget that one. Uh, but uh, let, let's put it this way. I pulled Cerium data. Um, this month, JetBlue will have 1,458 departures from LaGuardia. Spirit will have 372. And in Boston, 
JetBlue will have 4,154 departures, and Spirit will have 260. So, you know, not not really adding too much. Um, the one place where there probably would be real value is Newark, where Spirit has 752 and JetBlue has 865. But I just assume JetBlue doesn't really care that much about fighting for Newark at this point, and they'll just you know be willing to get rid of that if needed. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, I think it's important to point out here that we're talking about uh, this month being August 2022, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, but where else uh, might they have to divest? Uh, L.A.? Mm, I doubt it. Neither airline is really relevant in L.A., so combined, they're still not relevant. <laughs> uh, yeah. But Florida has some issues, probably. Sure it does. You can say that again. Oh, yeah, in general, sure. <laughs> but I actually meant specifically in this merger above the regular Florida problems. <laughs> All right, carry on. Well, Fort Lauderdale is one place where gates are tight currently, and both airlines have a big presence that will get a lot bigger. There'll be a clear number one. Um, right now, JetBlue is building a new Terminal 5 that will only have five gates. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that given to someone else as a you know, gesture of goodwill or something to appease the uh, the angry regulators. <laughs> They're like uh, the Oprah of terminals. They're just handing them out. <laughs> <laughs> you get a terminal and you get a terminal. Can I have one? Yeah. No. I mean, maybe. It's still in Florida. So, I, I mean, I don't want a terminal there. But, yeah, I we just don't know. We just don't know. I mean, this is... It's unclear what the feds will want, and it's not just the feds. Florida is, is Spirit's home, so the state can get in on the act if it's worried about too many jobs going away and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, Governor DeSantis could go crazy, not unprecedented, and uh, start yanking things away from the airline if it dares to do what it wants. So who the heck knows? <laughs> uh, go crazy again, or... Just a continuation. Yeah, that, right. I think that's, <laughs> yeah. But, but we'll see where it goes, because everyone's always trying to extract something when these mergers come together. States, feds, airport, whatever. And we just don't know. Sure. Uh, now, I think the most interesting speculation is what happens if we assume the merger does complete. Then where does the new JetBlue go? Uh, this is a great question, and we will talk about it after the break. So Dave, can you please explain to me why you love taking your shoes off at the airport? What? Well, you don't have TSA pre-check, right? So you must love waiting in slow lines, taking your shoes off, pulling your laptop and your travel size liquids out of a bag. I get it. I get it. Uh, no, I don't. But uh, I also don't fly enough to bother paying to get TSA pre-check. Dude, it's 85 bucks. Good for five years. It's It's not worth $17 a year? Come on. Uh, I mean, yeah, but it's also a pain to get it. I remember when you had to go to the airport and try to get an interview or something. Well, that was for global entry, and that was also a long time ago. And TSA pre-check on its own is a lot easier. Uh, you still do have to do in-person enrollment, but it takes less than five minutes, and you don't have to go to an airport. There are more than 450 enrollment centers, including one right downtown on Ocean near you, and another one up by the Lakewood Golf Course. They're all over the place. 
Uh, okay, do they even have pre uh, TSA pre-check screening lines at most airports? If I'm flying out of Long Beach? Yes, they do. God, this... Long Beach has it along with more than 200 other airports around the country, and it's now even outside the U.S. with Nassau and the Bahamas. Oh, so if I get it, we can do our next company meeting in the Bahamas? No. But why go in the normal lanes when you can get a premium, stress-free experience? Go to universalenroll.dhs.gov to get started. All right, so let's assume that JetBlue is able to satisfy everyone and get this deal done sometime before 2050. They'll paint all the planes yellow and start running on time, right? <laughs> we, we know your biases here, Dave. <laughs> For shame. <laughs> but there really are a couple ways to look at this. Like, So the first way is we could just take JetBlue at its word. It says the new airline will be JetBlue. The actual quote from the press release is, uh, quote, JetBlue plans to bring the JetBlue experience to all aircraft, offering JetBlue's unique combination of low fares and award-winning service to more customers, end quote. In other words, it'll offer the JetBlue model, which is a lower cost option than the legacies, but not using the ultra-low cost or low fare model that Spirit adopted many years ago. So that's the uh, a la carte model uh, you talk about, or as normal people call it, the uh, nickel and diming model? <laughs> normal people. Yes, that one. I mean, it's not, like I take issue with the nickel and diming thing. It's building your own meal deal, man. Pick the part you want, and that's the price. But I digress because this is probably going away anyway. The new airline will be JetBlue. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh, JetBlue used to be so different. Um. Okay. So all the planes blue, not on time. Got it. <laughs> that's if we take the airline's comments at face value. The press release mentions creating a larger, quote, low-fare airline, but it doesn't mention Ultra anywhere, except when referring to other airlines, which I take to mean Frontier, Legion, and Spirit. Okay, so what does that mean in practice? Well, it would be a really big change. I mean, just think about it this way. JetBlue recently added seats to its A320 fleet. They used to have 150 seats on that airplane. Mm -hmm. Now they've gone up to 162. Do you know how many seats Spirit puts on those airplanes, Dave? You're about to tell me. 182. Yeah. And eight of those are like first class style seats that take up more room, the, the big front seats. So, yeah, I mean, they put a lot more seats. Uh, yeah, I knew JetBlue had more leg room, which is why I flew them a lot. Uh, <laughs> uh, but that's a huge difference. Uh, even after JetBlue put uh, 12 more seats on their airplane. Yeah, totally different model. And JetBlue says it's about low fares, but their fares are not as low as Spirit. So that's the trade-off here. Uh, yeah, I can see people liking that. Yeah, absolutely. People love it, but they won't want to pay more for it, especially on shorter flights. I think about markets that Spirit has like L.A. Oakland or Vegas Albuquerque or, you know, any of those. These are just cheap markets that they're using price to fill the seats, undercut the, the main carrier in the market, which is Southwest. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I don't see how JetBlue really does that unless... Unless JetBlue are liars. Oh, you read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, JetBlue says it wants to keep JetBlue as JetBlue, but does that mean nothing can change? Or could it, you know, dip its toes into ULCC territory as an even weirder hybrid than it already is? Sure. I remember JetBlue saying they wanted to keep JetBlue in Long Beach. Um, <laughs> so, in uh, not bitter at all. No. In what way would it do that? <laughs> Uh, we don't know. 
but certainly the easy place to start is by packing more seats on the airplane. Right. I mean, that would that would instantly help JetBlue's cost problems, unit costs at least, and it helps enable lower fares that way. Maybe it's a hybrid with like some seats with really little legroom, more with extra legroom, and then like a few on the wing. Who who knows? Who knows? Um, but then I could also imagine them doing stuff with fees. Like JetBlue, they have their Blue Basic fare, which is basic economy, which already blocks travelers from bringing on a carry-on bag at all at that fare. So maybe they start charging for carry-ons instead, and that's a way to get those ancillary fees going. I don't know. So uh, it's like taking the best of both worlds. You don't sound like you mean that. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, that's. I think that's how JetBlue would pitch it if they went this route. You know, we're still JetBlue, but we're enhancing our product or something whatever like sure. that but it's still not how i'd view it because i mean JetBlue is really just trying to walk this tightrope it wants mm-hmm. really low fares and low cost but it also has this northeast alliance with american that requires it being more like a full service legacy airline it, it can't be everything to everyone it just can't so it, it has to make decisions and I, I can't quite figure out what its holistic strategy is here for lack of a better word yeah, if you try and make everybody happy, you're going to piss everybody off. Um, I've got a lot of trouble understanding where this is going to go. Yeah, that's that's it's so hard. Like, there isn't an outcome here that makes a lot of sense to me if I try and think it all through. So I, I just so don't what know. If, right, but what if JetBlue is really just buying Spirit to get more pilots and airplanes to grow on its own with its existing business model? That is definitely one of the theories out there. And it, it would make more sense, right? Um, I mean, then you're effectively saying like, okay, we're going to take these airplanes, these pilots, we're not going to try and fly spirits routes with our business model. It's a different thing, but here's where I get stuck. I don't know what those routes might be that JetBlue so desperately needs airplanes to fly. So obviously they need to bring back the Long Beach hub. (laughs) Well, you joke, uh, and that is impossible because Southwest has the <laughs> slots now. But but that sounds better than any not. other ideas I have. Uh, all right, so we're not going to get any definitive answers this week on pretty much anything. You are correct, sir. All we can do is wonder. We don't know. It's not far enough along. Um, I've had this conversation with a ton of people in the industry. Everyone else is scratching their heads just the same with, with few exceptions. So, you know, all we can do is make wild guesses. Sure. Uh, I guess we'll uh, just have to wait uh, until the merger closes in 2024, and I guess we'll see what Frontier does. <laughs> oh, you're optimistic with 2024, huh? Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to Cranky Talk. We'll be back with more deep dives and helpful tips for these turbulent times. And thank you to Idemia. If you do not have TSA PreCheck, come on universalenroll.dhs.gov If you'd like to be a sponsor of Cranky Talk, let us know. Email us at advertise at crankyflyer.com And please remember to leave us a five-star rating. This helps others uh, find our podcast, like JP in ROC. Love the insight and perspective on the airline industry. Would love to hear more slash learn more about GDSs. The volume is a bit low on some of the episodes, but still enjoyable. Thanks, guys. See you at Cranky Dorkfest. Now, see, that's really good constructive criticism, JP and ROC. We're doing our best with the sound. This summer, we've been all over the place. People are traveling. They're not always carrying their microphones. You know, we're doing our best, but 
Thanks for the five star. Uh, that's gonna be really helpful to us. No, I mean, I think we can all agree that it's your fault. Uh, one hundred percent. Right. One hundred percent. Yes. Does not matter. Uh, but JP, we will see you at Dorkfest as well. Come on out. Tell us more about what you want to know about GDSs. I mean, I, Dave is always like, man, can't we talk about GDSs? Yeah, that's my number one, number one thing I want to talk about all the time. Great though, we can do something on GDSs. This is, put that on the list. Dave. Sure. Uh, We're, if, there you go, JPC. Write in a comment, and you'll get direct access to telling us what to cover, and we'll probably put it on the list. Probably. Well, I guess. Yeah, I mean, there could be some ideas that we might not want to do. Yeah. All right, but yes, and if you do have more suggestions, you can put it in your five-star rating, or you can just email us at info at crankyconcierge.com. Uh, 